0: Entrepreneur on Fire, Episode 213.
1: Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John
0: Dumas. Yo, Fire Nation, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, LegalZoom. Let LegalZoom help protect your business by going to legalzoom.com. Find the service that's right for you, Fire Nation, and then enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Chad Hamsey. Chad, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Chad. Chad is the head media buyer and founder at DSV2 Media, a direct response firm that manages an average of $500,000 plus per month in ad spend. He is also the creator of Traffic Blackbook, which has helped thousands of marketers gain an in-depth knowledge in paid traffic and conversion strategies. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Chad, but take a minute. Tell us about yourself. We want to get to know you personally. And then take another minute and tell us about your business.
1: Okay, sure, not a problem. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. and looking yeah. forward to it. Um, just, uh, you know, I, real quick, like I, I was a, kind of a guy that became a, an entrepreneur by accident in a way, sort of. And um, I, was a, I was originally fighting, doing mixed martial arts fighting and Muay Thai fighting. And I was working a job and I said, you know what, this isn't really what I want to do. I want to see what I can do in the, in the fight game. So my wife and I went off to Thailand uh, for about a year, and we fought and trained full time, and then came back uh, because my dad got sick, and um, and you know I was like, you know what, I I wanna I gotta make some some money. You know, I got a baby on the way, I got a mortgage, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I wanna do something I enjoy. I don't wanna go back in the cubicle. And, um, and I started just learning about paid traffic and that sort of stuff. And I um, just studied, studied, worked, worked, and it, it turned out to be really well. It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a gamble, to say the least, but it, it worked out very, very well. Uh, our business now, I mean, I started out originally as a, uh, a CPA-type affiliate, just um, you know, an affiliate marketer driving paid traffic. And then now I've kind of morphed into, um, you know, having our own in-house offers as well as the agency side of the business, which you, uh, which you mentioned, you know, we're managing over a half million a month uh, for client ad spend. And so, um, you know, it's great now. You know, I really like it. Still training, still doing the MMA and, and Muay Thai. I haven't fought in a while, but I may, I may later on this year. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, things are going good now. You know, we had our growing pains, but uh, things are humming along very nicely right now. And um, we don't take on many clients. We try to stick more with our in-house projects. Uh, typically in the health market is where we uh, buy a lot of traffic for. And that's what we're looking to build out more and more in the next few months here.
0: Very interesting stuff, Chad. And we're going to delve way more into all of that later on in the interview. But before we do, I'm a little interested. What is the life like of a fighter in Thailand?
1: Well, I mean, it's great. Like, okay, because you got to understand, when I went out there, uh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know how to make money online. Like, I had a small web design business, so I made some cash there. So, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it it was very cheap for me, which was really appealing at the time. Yeah. And um, you know, training pretty much six hours a day. You know, three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon, and not really doing much else. It was, you know, one of the best times that my wife and I. This is before we had any kids. We got two girls now, and so it was. just basically us, uh, you know, training and just living life. And we lived about 10 minutes from four different beaches. So we didn't go to the beach as much because we were training all the time. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, it was great. I mean, uh, you know, it's full-time training, competing. Just, you know, you couldn't ask for much else. Except we were broke at the time, you know. So that, <laughs> that wasn't that was that was the downside of it, but which is why we had to fight a lot at the time. So. Fight
0: a lot. Well, my goal for the rest of the interview is to not piss you off. So <laughs> let me try to make that goal happen. So, <laughs> Chad, we always start entrepreneur on fire interviews off with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Okay, for sure. So I got three. I'll just touch on them real fast. The first one is you can either be a host to God or hostage to your ego. It's your call. I really like that one. The next one is uh, small hinges swing big doors. That's something I learned a lot in this paid traffic game. And uh, this one kind of applies to fighting, but also just, you know, my life in general. If the worst thing that happened to you is that you lose a fight, then you have a pretty great life. And, um... And that's kind of just, you know, kind of keeps me in a place of gratitude all the time and uh, and just uh, not stressing so much about little things. So
0: It's great being in that place of gratitude and really putting things in perspective. And I mean, you've been a fighter. You know what that's all about. I was an officer in the Army for eight years. So I spent 13 months in Iraq getting shot at and having IEDs blown up all around. Mm-hmm. So whenever life gets tough, I try to put myself back there and say, man, you know, I'm stressing out about some pretty serious stuff right now. But let's go back. Let's put things in perspective. I mean, life is pretty dang gone good right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's it's all about that that word you said, perspective. I mean, um, that's why I always uh, look back. I've I've gone through some rough times and that sort of thing. And and you know, it's just that's why I can never complain right now. You know, it just keeps me going forward every day, and it's great. So.
0: So Chad, the one quote I want to pull out of these three, small hinges swing big doors. I love that quote because it's so powerful this day and age of online scalability and the ability for us to leverage our time, our efforts, our talents. Talk to us about how you apply this mantra to your everyday life.
1: For a while, what I was always kind of doing is I was always looking for that, you know, that Rocky-esque kind of turnaround, you know, where he's got <laughs> right. the montage and the <laughs> all this stuff goes and then, you know, then the big change happens. But um, what I've learned, especially with the paid traffic, because it's really measurable and there's certain metrics that we watch and that sort of thing, is that, you know, we're never really far off from a really big breakthrough. Uh, that might just be a few tweaks here and there. And um, so now what I do, you know, every day in my, in my projects and um, in my campaigns is instead of looking at overhauling everything, I just try to really get everything measurable. So in everything that we do, the tracking of the numbers is probably the most important thing to me. Like if I don't have good tracking, then um, I'm really flying blind. And I know some guys that run paid traffic, they do it without great tracking. And for me, it's essential. And then if I can just see the numbers, you know, every day I I kind of, um, I don't want to say I become a slave to the numbers, but at the end of the day, like I always put my emotion aside, my ego aside on what I want to work. And I just look for that small hinge that's going to make the biggest uh, impact. So if we're, you know, in a practical sense, instead of uh, endlessly tweaking the front end of an offer, for example, and and getting a 15% bump in conversions, I think, well, you know, what kind of complimentary service or product can we maybe put on the back end nice. of that offer that is going to jump the the overall EPC, the earnings per click, uh, you know, radically versus just that 15% bump on the front end. So that's kind of just a practical, um, and often that's where the small hinges will swing the big doors is on that back end, where we'll just add another service in, and it's not highly tested or anything like that, but just because it's added in there, we've got that buyer momentum that kind of uh, you know, can make a very, very big income, big difference, sorry, to the bottom line versus just a little tweak on the front end. And so that's kind of like where I'm always looking, always thinking, like, how can we provide something complimentary that, that you know, makes a, a big difference on that, on that back end, that overall value.
0: Powerful stuff, Chad. And it's a great segue to our next topic, which is failure, challenges, obstacles that as entrepreneurs, we face every single day on certain levels. And Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey, our spotlighted guest. So take us back to a time when you failed, when you were really in despair and really take it down to the ground level. We want to be there with you, Chad. And share with us how you overcame that.
1: My failures were so I've had um in, in business I've had, you know, some I, I like to say acute failures. So ones where, for example, the first time I ever did a um you know, a larger media buy, I was, um, the media buy was for about, at the time it was large for me, it was around $10,000. And, um, at that time it was, that was a big buy for me. And I ended up losing about you know 6500 to seven grand on that buy in a matter of ten days which now I mean you know we might lose a bit just to get our data and that sort of thing but at the time that was big and where it was a problem was um, the rep the sales rep at the network the network rep um, at that traffic network was telling me you know we look like we're converting blah 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 but I wasn't seeing the sales on my end and at the end of the day the, you know the lesson I kind of learned there was you know nobody cares about your money as much as you so even even if the stats at the network were, um, you know, were showing that we were converting, it's uh, I have to go with the the sales stats, and that sounds obvious, but it's one of those ones where it just it happens so fast, and two weeks doesn't sound like it was fast, but at the time everything was going fast, and we're looking at our data, we just couldn't turn it around, and then the little failures every day started to add up. But for me, I would say the biggest challenges have been kind of like these um. Like I call them like a chronic failure, like a, like a long term slow bleed. So right. um, for me, it's been like uh, after my initial success. So I, I had some initials. I, I started out, you know, in 2009 when I came back from Thailand. I started in June, and um, about two months later, I made about 95 grand or so online, just like my first two months of doing it, and um, which was really cool at the time. Like that was, I thought, oh my god, that's pretty pretty great. Um, Now, after that initial success, this is is what started to happen is I had a tough time identifying the biggest leverage points in my business and my daily activities. So it it kind of did segue from that small hinges, swing big doors. And so it wasn't about just not simply avoiding busy work And that sort of thing. But, you know, really looking hard um, and long and hard at you know, the types of activities that pulled my highest highest hourly rate, so to speak. You know, I, I don't I don't usually look at it as an hourly rate, but like what were the things that I could let go the controls of, you know, like give it to somebody else, train them to be me in that respect and then moving more towards systemization and then, you know, when I did finally have some free time, like telling that monkey brain to, you know, instead of don't let it get lured back in the cage of small work, you know, so, and that to me has been a challenge. It's not necessarily a failure, but it's just like an ongoing, it was an ongoing challenge for a while was to um, look at everything, every single thing. Like, I mean, tracking a lot of it, like writing it down every single day, what am I about to do? And anytime that I was about to do something that somebody else could do or some system could do, uh, I started finding somebody else or finding a system to do. And I don't really have a big team or anything. I just found really good quality people that um, that could do these sorts of things. And on top of that, it was also looking at the things that shouldn't have been done by anyone, okay? And and then so in that case, uh, I just would el- try to eliminate those completely. And if that meant on the, a certain, um, you know, if a client wanted a certain level of engagement that just wasn't worth it for us, then we would, you know, we might just, get rid of that client, right. That might've been a, an aspect of it. So, you know, and even before that and during it, you know, it's been, you know, how to deal with that, that internal jabbering kind of in my head of like, well, I should do this. I should do that. I can do this. I should do it just because I can. And, um, and fighting that, um, that nagging of wasted effort. That's a constant, that's another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a co- constant kind of thing. Like you're about to launch a product, an offer or you're about to launch a, um, a campaign or something. And, uh, you just get this nagging of where it says, Uh, You know, well, you know, this was going to fail or something. not even it's going to fail, just like you get this feeling it could be wasted effort and you could have used your time for something else. But what I've had to do to overcome that was basically, you know, it's just understand that everything is a test. You know, testing has got to be approached with enthusiasm. If there's any time that you like, you know, watch a uh, a crazy motivational video, if that's your thing, then do it right before you're going to do a test (laughs) because chances are the test will fail to some extent. And uh, you got to go back and rework it, but that's fine. I mean, that's how you eventually start to see and identify those little small hinges that I was talking about.
0: So Chad, our listeners are sitting here patiently and they're saying, okay, so this guy, an MMA fighter is in Thailand training six hours a day, basically cut off from, I don't want to say the civilized world, but at least from the first world country. And then he comes back and plops himself down on the ground level And all of a sudden, he makes 95 grand in two months. Just kind of break down for us right now how you were able to go from ground floor within two months to make 95 grand.
1: I know. Yeah, it's not typical. (laughs) It sounds kind of ridiculous. But what happened was um, I, I started studying when I knew that I had to come back uh, from Thailand about a month before I hadn't, I didn't launch any campaigns or anything, but so this would have been in May or so of that year. I was just studying. I was just kind of learning and everything. I didn't really launch any campaigns or anything like that, but it, you know, I was just like kind of learning the game, understanding. And I was kind of fortunate enough that when I started, like literally, I was one of these guys that searched, you know, in Google how to make money online, and I just would read different <laughs> things. Like I was that guy, except it actually worked out for me. But uh, I, um, I was, re- I was reading, uh, you know, certain things, and and I came across paid traffic as being like PPC, like pay per click marketing, and that just like it just appealed to me. It just clicked to me because I'm somebody that I'm not overly patient in that, you know, writing articles and stuff was just not something I wanted to do for traffic. I understood the concept of uh, testing, looking at the data and just, you know, changing based on the data. I was a business analyst before and my, prior jobs. So that just appealed to me. So now when I, you know, I was studying in June when I got back is when I started really launching campaigns and, you know, on the ground level, what it really came down to was I launched 130 Google uh, display network campaigns in about 30 days. In the first 30 days, I launched 130 campaigns. Okay.
0: Break down the most successful one right now.
1: Okay, sure, absolutely. It was a um, it was a health offer. It was a weight loss offer. And what I what actually happened was I saw the ad. I saw an ad for this offer on Facebook, and I kept seeing that ad being targeted at me. And I was like, you know what? These guys have been running this ad for a long time. And based <laughs> on my prior research, I'm thinking they must be making some money. Right. So, um, I looked at the offers that they were running. I looked at the way they were kind of pre-selling it they were using like a you know they were using like a uh an article style lander that sort of thing and i was like okay i'm gonna try a different angle on this but i'm gonna keep the offer in check and so it was a weight loss offer uh geared at um geared at males right you know that wanted to lose weight and build muscle and stuff and so that's what i did i just kind of um Uh, modeled a bit of what they were doing, but I said, I'm not going to do it on Facebook because I have no idea how to advertise on Facebook at the time. uh, I'm going to take it to Google display network. And that's what I did. And I took it over and it was, wasn't profitable at first. You know, it took me about maybe 10 days or so to get it profitable. And then a few, maybe about a week later or so, I had my first thousand dollar day that I ever had. And then it just started climbing from there. It was pretty crazy. And, um, and yeah, that's how it happened. Just I just launched a lot of campaigns and that one is the one that really hit hard. Yeah.
0: See, that's exciting stuff because you really found something that you resonated with. You, know, you just knew that your mind, that kind of analytical studying, clicking, tweaking type of thing just really worked for you and you stuck with it. You didn't give up after day seven, after day eight, when a lot of people would have given up And they never would have got to that first successful day and then that $1,000 day. And then I'm sure you've had many five figure days since then because you stuck with it and you had faith in yourself. So I definitely commend you for that, Chad. And I want to move to the next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum. The aha moment. Obviously, we've already brushed upon some pretty awesome aha moments you've had with different campaigns you've done and whatnot. But share with Fire Nation when that light bulb just really went off, and how you took that light bulb moment and turned it into success.
1: Okay, absolutely. So the um, you know when I started out, I was primarily an affiliate, but I would say uh, looking at the last you know I've only been doing this for I guess it's just over four years now and um if my timeline's correct there but yeah so yeah, that sounds uh, right. <laughs> yeah that's about right so um in all that time though I've had you know different points that were ahas but the one that I would say uh, was a the biggest aha so far was just a, actually about a year ago and um so even after all that initial success and what it was is uh, we're driving traffic for a client we still have this client right now and um it was realizing just how important the the back end of that offer was uh, versus the optimizations that we would typically be doing on the front end. So kind of like what I talked about before about, you know, getting a, a 15 to 20% or even a 50% conversion increase on the front end versus just adding an extra offer on the back. Okay. So this offer, for example, they, um, Their overall visitor value isn't very high, actually, but it was extremely consistent, and what it allowed us to do was we could take that offer almost anywhere, and I would say 80% of the buys that we do are successful with it, which is extremely rare compared to what I typically uh, was doing at the time. Right. And so I remember it was October 10th of last year is when everything on that offer just changed and we started doubling money on the offer. And I asked them, I said, you know, what is it that you guys did on that day? Because I remember the day like exactly. And they said, well, we added in um, one specific upsell. Now, you got to understand this the exact same traffic we were running. Um, everything else was the exact same except they added one specific upsell on the back end. I obviously can't go into it, but the most I can, what I can tell you is it was basically they were just offering, um, to sell the person who just bought more of what they just bought at a reduced rate. It's the best way I could tell you. So it was very simple upsell when you think about it. Right. I just never, I just never seen it bundled the way they did it. And, um, And it was just crazy, the result. And I was just like, wow, you know, they took our traffic that was profiting at 45%, which was pretty decent, Yeah. but they doubled, they started like more than doubling the money by just doing this one little thing. And so that was when, that was an aha for me because I started looking for what other little leverage points were these guys doing where they could just blow something up literally overnight. And it was just really crazy to see. And I mean, it's it's made successful to the point, I mean, like this month, alone we uh we did over i think over 1.2 million in revenue just for them up until the 16th of this month <sighs> for for them and i mean they keep optimizing so even since then they didn't stop then they keep optimizing but they tend to just focus on those bigger leverage points like they get the front end converting but it's really stuff on the back end split test things on the back and what they can do there and um and so it's just great like i mean when i look at it they, they went into a brand new market in less than a year and you know it was just all driven off this daily grind, but that one little thing was just a big aha for me. It's just like you know what? Where should I put this finite amount of energy that we have? You know, where can we put that in our own in-house stuff, in their offers, and that sort of thing? So it's just, uh, it's just really, it was really, really cool to see such a big turnaround off just one little thing.
0: So Chad, that's some inspiring stuff right there. But one thing that I have to ask, because I'm wondering, and I know a lot of Fire Nation listeners are wondering the same, is that. You come back from Thailand, all of a sudden within two months, have made 95 grand. You've had four figure days, five figure days. You're crushing it on a lot of levels. You've figured out a lot of great things and how to work the system and how to make the system work for you, et cetera. Why would you go through the potential headaches of bringing clients on and working for them when you could just keep crushing it for yourself?
1: Excellent question. I'd be asking somebody the same thing. So, uh, no, it's absolutely, it's, it's you know. So, the um, with the, with this client, for example, so you got to understand, number one, I only have two clients, okay? So, I only have two people. I do not take on more clients. Very rarely do I look at it. Um, when I take on a client, uh, <laughs> and this, this will probably, you know, ensure I don't get any more clients, but <laughs> when I take on a client, um, I look at... W- is there something that I can learn from their business? Uh, Baseline. I'm not like spying on their business or anything like that. But
0: it's exchange of values,
1: rightfully so. Exactly. They're coming to me for traffic. Now, at the time, I was just basically an affiliate for the most part, and I ran some in-house stuff. But for the most part, I was a, uh, I was a, uh, you know, a, a, a decent volume affiliate. So there was a. My skill set was kind of finite at the, at the time where I didn't really know why certain offers really ticked, did really well. I was just like, they're working for me, they're making money, I'm going to promote them, right? You know, assuming they're ethical and whatnot. But um, but I hadn't got to see behind the scenes at this sort of level of an offer that was just crushing it despite the front end performing less than what I was typically uh promoting which was very very cool to see and so a lot of it is um is just to you know i'm working to learn the the other side of it is the agency stuff is actually very lucrative like financially it's actually um a pretty low risk thing for us to do and it's um financially lucrative for the you know the time we spend in it uh while getting very good results but the big part is just like I definitely never regret taking on these two clients uh, just mainly because what we've learned, the connections we've gotten by it. I mean, that's the main reason why we would take on clients. So, I mean, we've, we've turned down a lot of them uh, just because, you know, for example, these two guys are in the, the health markets. And that's what I've always been interested in, developing my own offers in the health market. Uh, I wouldn't do stuff that competes with them, but um, you know, there's just certain patterns that you see that you can identify with. However, I've had people come to me with financial offers, for example, and um, I've turned them away because it's just like, you know what, I don't, number one, I'm not interested in getting financial. I can't guarantee that it would be an, uh, a home run for them. Uh, the offer isn't necessarily converting. So we've turned away a lot of, a lot of clients um like i said that's why i only have two and they um they do really well we do well with them and um i've learned a ton i would never regret taking those on for sure
0: wow i am taking a ton of notes i know fire nation is as well let's move into the present time what are you doing right now in your business that's really exciting
1: you I've always been interested in the health markets and, you know, like I said before, getting more into that. So I'm working closely with a couple of nutraceutical merchants and, um, you know, it's, you know, it's been really cool. What does nutraceutical mean? It's kind of like uh, like supplements, basically, supplement type okay. of uh, merchants, that sort of thing. And, you know, we've kind of helped them get to eight figures a year, so kind of they're helping us. And um, uh, just, you know, really just getting into my own offers more so is what's really exciting for, for us. And um, just because it gives us just so much so much of a leverage point uh, in terms of, you know, the hours that we put in versus what the payout could be and make the company sellable and that sort of thing. And um other than that, I mean, in terms of the, I don't do much on the guru side of the business anymore. Uh, we did come out recently. Well, it's coming out here with uh, Traffic Blackbook 2. We're actually doing that. So that's pretty cool. That's um, That'll be out fairly soon. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really, we're just really focusing on the internal, um, you know, the nutraceutical offers. I'm just really excited about that because, it, you know, with the results that we've gotten for other people, I don't see why we can't with the right team uh, for us in-house and, um And uh, that just gives you so much more leverage uh, going down the road and that sort of thing. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely.
0: Powerful. All right, Fire Nation, let's thank our sponsor, LegalZoom. Are you waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business? Wait no more, Fire Nation. LegalZoom wants to help you get started right. LegalZoom's award-winning service was developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business they engage with gives personalized attention from start to finish. That's why over 90% of LegalZoom's customers would recommend this service to their family. So whether you're looking for help setting up an LLC, S-Core, sole proprietorship, or nonprofit, LegalZoom will take care of you from start to finish. Visit LegalZoom.com to find the services right for you and jumpstart your business today. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Make sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Fire Nation, I urge you to protect what's yours. Visit LegalZoom.com today. So Chad, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds. And this is where I provide you with a series of questions. And you provide us with a series of amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: <laughs> okay, no pressure. Okay.
0: <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I always say I was never really held back. Uh, from it you know if anything like uh, i probably put my family through some rough times <laughs> before <laughs> before breaking through and like you know um, maybe i should have pulled back at certain times but uh, you know my wife's my biggest supporter and she's been a big part of uh helped me realize the results we got Aww. now but but um i i was never really held back other than you know the your own self-doubt and you know you're like what the hell am i doing <laughs> you know maybe should maybe i shouldn't keep doing this uh do you, maybe i spent too much on this campaign you know other than that stuff uh I haven't really, I don't blame anybody else for anything. It's, uh, I've just been able to push right through for sure. Love it.
0: So Chad, what's the best business advice you've ever
1: received? I had one guy, he asked me, you know, he said, what do you want to make per hour? And, um, you know, I told him what it was. And even though I don't like to think in that hourly way, but he, and then he said, can you hire people for less than that to do the stuff that slows you down? And, uh, And so that was a really big one for me because, you know, it sounds like common sense, but, you know, sometimes when you're trying to grow the business, you know, you get cheap and you're just like, oh, I don't have money for this and that. And, um, well, I can do it myself for cheaper, but that's not the point. The point is just to, um, you know, if, you know, what is it that you want to make? What are the activities you should focus on then to make that versus, uh, you know, the stuff that you can hire out, just hire out. And then the other one is, um, you know, in really lean times, you know, if you're kind of struggling, you don't fire the sales guys, the R and D guys can be put on the back burner. So you know, get, <laughs> get the sales in as long as what you're providing is, you know, of good value. That's the big thing. Just don't fire the sales guys. Good <laughs> if stuff. they're purchasing.
0: So Chad, what's something that's working for you right now?
1: Uh, you know what, we've you know we've always uh, we've always received our best results focusing on traffic and conversion all the time. So that hasn't really changed. Um, but what has now is like just looking to systemize the traffic component of it even and simply building out what I would call like the most badass sales and support machine on the back end, so yes. uh, you know as as long as we always focus on traffic and conversion, we tend to do well but now i mean i've I've accepted over the last several months that there's guys that do traffic better than me, and uh, with good relationships and that sort of stuff, I can systemize that traffic part, and then we can just focus on like I said, building a really badass like sales and support machine so that um so that you know the traffic keeps coming, they'll keep sending the traffic. A lot of guys like being hired guns in that respect. They'll keep sending the traffic, and uh, as long as we convert it and you know make a higher visitor value, we can pay them more, and it just works great. So that's been the um, you know that's working really well for us right now.
0: Boom. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: One thing that I use is a uh, MySpeed Slider. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's um. Like, it sounds ridiculous that, I'm, that a, a video speed-up tool is what I'm recommending, but, but uh, it really impresses me. What it is is, like, so let's say you're watching videos, and, you know, I, 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 I still do learning, and I got to get through videos and yeah. that sort of thing that are web-based. And what yeah. my speed slider does is uh, it, it gives you this, like, you know, up in your – I'm on a Mac, so, like, top right, uh, you know, I get this little icon, and I show the, the slider thing, and I can speed it up to – Speed up any video that's embedded to like five times, and I'll I'll watch like instructional videos or or whatever I gotta watch. If somebody sends me a video that I need to watch, I'll watch it like two to three times and get through it and still retain it and that sort of thing. And that's the type of stuff that. Uh, that impresses me things that make me work faster where I don't have to learn a whole new program to work faster <laughs> so so like I said I'm not really the best for this
0: well actually this is really exciting me and most of the time I'm not very excited by these resources because I've heard them before but let me get this straight so I have what's called VLC. You can right click, you can copy the URL, then you can paste it into uh, VLC and you can speed it up to whatever you want. But my problem is when I'm looking for webinar replays and all these other things that don't allow you to copy that URL because they don't want you sharing it around, I can't do that. So I never end up watching those webinars because I can't watch webinars in regular speed because the people talk like they're in some kind of slow-mo planet and I want to shoot myself. So- (laughs) My speed slider, you just said if the video is embedded and it's playing, you can literally speed it up within that website.
1: Yeah, exactly. that's what it does. And I mean, (sighs) the other resource I would recommend, it's not an internet one, but it it works kind of in conjunction. You'll see how I I, I work on a treadmill desk, right? I don't know if you've ever seen these. Are you walking right now? No, no, no. Just because I, <laughs> I didn't want to pick up on the audio, but I was walking right before we talked. And, uh, so, so what's really cool is like, I'll, I'll watch a video replay, a webinar I replay something. that's like an hour and I can jog. <laughs> and it's I could go through two, two, three webinars because the, my speed slider is, is making it go faster and I'm jogging at the same time. Oh, so I
0: <laughs> love it. Chad, give me another resource. Where did you find your treadmill desk?
1: com actually was the site that i bought mine from and you're
0: a big fan of it
1: oh i love it it's, it's like it's such a big big change like you know that so a lot of people get that afternoon kind of uh oh, yeah. lull and energy and stuff i don't get that because i'm walking or at least standing i never sit down now
0: you're it's never just, sitting down huh
1: no, I, I was going to get one of these stools that you can put on it, but I said, screw it. I'll just adapt to it, and so <laughs> so that's what I do now, and, um, and you know what? It was such a big difference because for me, what I was doing is I'd be sitting all day, and so my posture and everything would get all screwed up, and then I'd go wrestle or or lift or grapple or something which is like the worst thing to do to your body just from sitting to go you know wrestling dudes and stuff so uh now what i did is i just now i'm just walking all day when i go work out and stuff i just feel fine i don't feel like i've been sitting or anything on it's just great it's such a big change my resting heart rate without even uh, there was a time when i first got it i wasn't training much outside and um my resting heart rate went from like i think it was like 58 to 48 beats a minute within three weeks just wow. walking because yeah, because i be, i was at the time. I was, you know, you'd burn like almost 500 calories a day just, just walking while you're working. <laughs> it's uh, pretty sweet.
0: Two incredible resources. One, I forced from you, but I'm glad I did.
1: So no, absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's very cool.
0: So, Chad, Fire Nation also knows you can find links to these resources and everything else we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com/slash, Chad Hamsey. Chad, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation what would it be
1: This one's probably been recommended before but I really liked it was um The Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. We've had him on the show. Have you? Yeah, you know, I I've, I've actually interviewed uh, MJ for um for my blog, yeah. which I'm like the worst blogger ever but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so See if he goes
0: consistent. on your blog, he'll obviously come on my podcast.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but um no, I, I just, you know what, that book is just really good in terms of like starting with the demand before you build something and, mm-hmm. um, and just really good basic stuff that I just think a lot of guys starting out that just, if they read that, they would just get it right from the beginning in a lot of things. And um, in terms of different aspects and stuff, I just think, you know, it's a good mind mindset reset for, for certain guys and that sort of stuff. I just think it's uh, he he wrote a really good uh, really good book there. And obviously stuff like, I mean, four hour work week, you had Ferris on here, I'm all of that. So and then after that, things like, you know, Predictably Irrational by Dan Aurelli, uh, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. It's another uh, good book as well. But yeah.
0: That's an underrated book, Mastering the Rockefeller
1: Habits. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really popular, but yeah, it's cool.
0: So Chad, Fire Nation also knows that they can get the audio version. Of this book, The Millionaire Fast Lane, for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible to entrepreneur on fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So, chad, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world. Identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: If I got $500, then that's pretty good if my food and whatnot's taken care of. Right. Uh, I'm assuming like uh, in this scenario, I need to make some money fairly quickly. No. Uh, no? No. <laughs> I don't need to? No,
0: okay. you don't have to. Some people say, hey, I would just go to the beach for seven days. My food and shelter's taken care of. Party on.
1: No, nah, because my sense of urgency <laughs> isn't really like that. I mean, <laughs> I kind of have this sense of urgency with what I'm doing. So uh, I would probably I, – I, this is what I would do to, to roll the 500 and make it scalable and, and that sort of thing. So I'm pretty confident that I could flip that 500 into a couple thousand – in in about seven to ten days, uh, I would do some really targeted sponsored email drops. Uh, probably just to affiliate offers because I wouldn't have, obviously, my own product or nothing like that to sell. Uh, so you know, I would just if I knew where to go get affiliate offers, I would go get it, and um, and then I would go and I know what sites I would go to to get sponsored email drops, and I could get a quarterless send for about five hundred or. $400. And, and that would be all my money in this case. So <laughs> I'm, I, I know I would, I, I'd, I'd take some really good quality offers that I know of that should be almost guaranteed to convert. And then um, once they did, I just keep rolling those funds into that successful campaign and, um, and basically start growing it, turn that into a, uh, you know, thousand, couple thousand, then grow from there. And that's, that's the honest truth of what I would do with that in that scenario.
0: Well, Chad, you've done it before. I know for a fact all of Fire Nation knows that you could do it again. Thank you for that great actionable advice that you just gave us and the actionable advice you gave us this entire interview. We are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, So, you know, parting piece of uh, guidance, I would just say, you know, always look for those small hinges, right? Again, I'll go back to that. Look for those small hinges that can swing those really big doors, because often you're really, really close to a, um, you know, if you've had something work before, for whatever reason, we just tend to, um, we get something working, then it's like, oh, okay, well, that, you know, I'm going to go try the next thing. No, and the guys that do it the best, they just focus in on the one thing, and they just repeat what, what worked before, and they, they do it until it's not working anymore, and they tweak some more and then scale again. You know, everyone wants the, the big Rocky turnaround or, you know, the thing that's going to, the overnight success, but everything is a process. There's a process behind every single overnight success. So let's understand that and that'll be good. Um, in terms of, you know, find out more about me. You can go to my blog, chadhamsey.com. That's C-H-A-D-H-A-M-Z-E-H.com. And uh, my agency site is dsv2.com. So you can check me out there if you like. And uh, Traffic Blackbook is obviously, um, you can check that one out as well.
0: Well, Chad, you made three references to it today. So I'm obviously going to go watch Rocky Three and see how he can take <laughs> over Mr. T tonight on the couch. I can't wait for that. But thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com,
1: your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.